0: Welcome to Learned Lag, a podcast about yesterday's Learned League questions and answers.
1: I'm Amanda. And I'm George. Amanda and I are both in Zephyr B. This is season 24 for me and season 20 for Amanda.
0: And this is day 17 of season 92. Our first question asks, what sport Eileen Gu competes in and won a gold medal for in the 2022 Winter Olympics?
1: So it says it's a two-word name and it is appropriate and evocative. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: and... It's about how the competitors achieve extreme height. So I figured this is like the Big Air or the Max Vert or something like that. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's one of those ones that and then, I, and then I thought, well, no, that's too silly. It's going to be like a much more standard kind of boring name. But then I thought, well, the, the Winter Olympics adopted a lot of these, this type of sport to kind of take away the X games cachet and kind of uh, draft off of that. And probably they used the same names just to make it you mm-hmm. know, very clear to people like, Oh, you want to, you know, you want to see these people doing X game stuff. This is where you come to find it. And we're going to call it the same thing. So you know that it's the same thing. And so I went back to big air because I feel like that is what that is just called.
0: Okay. So I had a much less, um, reasoned out, um, way of coming up with this. I, you know, I definitely keyed in on the same, um, phrasing and, you know, I knew that I had, uh, read about Eileen Gu because of her having been born in the U S but representing China. Um, there's been some slight amount of controversy about, about that, um, that she, you know, opted to compete for a different country. And, um, so I knew that I had, this is one that I knew that I must have read, but also I didn't watch the Olympics and, you know, I've, I've never watched this sport that I know of anyway, you know, in any format. Um, so I kind of had to, to work my way over to that in a similar fashion where, you know, I, I feel like there's another, um, sort of extreme skiing sport out there that has something to do with like ballet skiing I I feel like ballet is a term in there I I think
1: ski ballet ski ballet that that I think that's a yeah kind of a dancing sort of on the skis thing yeah
0: yeah and so I thought that might be it but that didn't really match up with this extreme height being mentioned like so I thought is there something like a ski vault or like a you know something that's gives you more of a sense of going up high like a pole vault, you know, would do or something like that. But that didn't kind of sound, you know, like an actual thing. Um, and I just kind of let this one percolate for a little longer. Um, it was probably the one that that gave me the most um, difficulty on the day. Um, but finally, I was like, well, you know, extreme height, it's when you when you achieve that, they call that big air, don't they? And that's like a term for, you know, doing that in an extreme sport kind of setting like this. So I thought, is that what it's called? That does sound a little familiar. And it sounds better than the other two, you know, options that I've thought of so far. And the more I think about it, the more it kind of was like, yeah, I think that could be it. Or at the very worst, I won't sound super dumb for, you know, suggesting it, because that's at least a term that I know people use. Um, And so I kind of, you know, just crossed my fingers and and went ahead and put down big air.
1: And that was correct. Whew! (laughs) Question two asks us for the name of a ravine in Tanzania uh, that has millennia of early human activity, thanks to the river cutting into it.
0: So this one, I feel, has been in Learned League pretty recently before. Hmm. I haven't looked it up, but the reason I say that is because um, the reason that I know this one is one that I think you'll be very pleased with, namely, it's a Mountain Goat song. Yep. <laughs> so, that does please me. Um, it, I thought it might. Um, and it's one that I, I quite like out of their mm-hmm. oeuvre, um, and it's about the Olduvai Gorge. Um, and, you know, the question itself really kind of, um, dovetailed neatly with my instinct that that would be it, where we're talking about, you know, divide isn't really, um, suggested by it, but the gorge part is, you know, we're an ancient river cut deep through the underlying strata. So you're talking about something that's down in a deep ravine type thing like that. And so, um, that certainly sounds like a gorge. So, um... There's the fact of that song, and I mean, I probably heard of and, and read of the Olduvai Gorge before the Mountain Goat song, you know, before having heard that before, but that really cemented it as a phrase and gave me a sense of, um, you know, what it meant, I think, um, which is pretty much the entire purpose of songs, mm-hmm. is to pass down that kind of meaning. So um, good job, John Darnielle, you have made me learn about the Olduvai Gorge uh, sufficiently enough to put it down for this question.
1: Uh, yeah, I read this one and kind of thought like, oh, it's the, is it the Neander Valley, the Neanderthal, which is oh. what the Neanderthal are named after.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, it's actually a compound word. Um, and then I thought, no, I'm pretty sure that's in Germany. Yes. Uh, so it's the other one. And <laughs> Then of course, as soon as I thought that, the song came to mind. It's mm-hmm. Sourdwar Valley Song" off All Eternals' deck, which I think is a vastly underrated album of his. And this song is like the fourth or fifth best song on that album, and it's a really good song. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that as soon as I as soon as I heard that, I, I realized that this was Old Eye Gorge. hmm um, So that's what I said.
0: And that was the correct answer. So listen to the Mountain Goats, everybody. It'll help. Um, question three asks us for uh, a word in English grammar that ends in I-N-G.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It gives more more precise mm-hmm. uh, terminology for it. Yeah. But this is a gerund. Yeah. And it's I, I actually don't come across this much in my writing and editing career. But every now and then I have to think about it. It's it's one of those like English two oh one kind of maybe one oh two, kind of terms. Sure. That you just it, I, I'm sure that everyone who missed this as soon as they saw it was like oh that right got mm-hmm. it because yeah it's the gerund.
0: Yeah i I don't know when in the mists of time I learned what this term is, but it's. It's kind of a distinctive one because there aren't a lot of English grammar or syntax or whatever terms that that really look like this one. Um, and the fact that it indicates, you know, a, a verb ending in ing um, is pretty distinctive in itself. Because as an English speaker, that's a a, a thing that you use all the time. Um, and then this word is kind of a unique and odd you know, formation that I don't really know where it comes from, but it sounds like, you know, faintly dirty as well, which <laughs> helps um, with the the remembering it. Um, and so, yeah, this is just really, it comes down to, this is one I know because it's a kind of quirky little thing about English and and that's the kind of thing that I tend to retain. So I put down gerund. And that was correct.
1: Question four asks us, in many more words than this, what was Lance Armstrong's catchphrase?
0: Yeah, live strong. Um, this was, uh, they really kind of, I don't know if they started this trend, like it says in the question of the uh, silicone bracelets that had, um, you know, uplifting or jaunty sayings on them, um, but certainly those proliferated all over the place around this time. Mm-hmm. I would get them at conferences a lot in Uh, in these, you know, the the years following this time. And they just became the trendy swag item that, you know, every association or vendor or whatever wanted you to have to remember their um, mission or product or, you know, whatever it was that they were um, trying to put out there. So, um, so yeah. And the yellow ones in particular were, were distinctive because they were kind of the the one that started the trend, you know, as it says in the question. So, um, yeah, this was this this foundation became the Livestrong Foundation, in fact, and goes on to this day and and does mm-hmm. health education type stuff and I don't know probably other things, but that's what I run across when I happen to look something up and there's a Livestrong link, you know, that explains about why you you know why it's good to drink water, or I don't know what um so yeah this this one uh just definitely could only have been live strong all is one word
1: yep um yeah i I also just kind of thought this is this is live strong right and then thought am I am I just kind of over am i am I underthinking this was it something else that got kind of mutated into live strong because i <laughs> I was pretty sure the, the Lance Armstrong thing was live strong hmm but, I, it, you know, the compound word neologism, like, yeah, that's this is definitely that thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I also said live strong.
0: And that was the correct answer. Uh, question five asks us what philosopher, novelist, and feminist wrote uh, a memoir in French called Memoirs of a Dutiful
1: Daughter. So I have a particular series of neurons and synapses in my brain uh, that... Combine Simone de Beauvoir and Anais Nin, ah, and I absolutely cannot untangle them.
0: Just like um, me with Rip Torn and Rip Taylor.
1: Reasonable, um, and I, it, I, I feel as though this is a symptom or, or a similar thing to my peculiar kind of face blindness, where if I meet two vaguely similar people at the same time, I will never be able to tell them apart. Hmm. Um, and I, I think that I, I first encountered de Beauvoir and Nin in college at the same time in a philosophy course and they just occupied those same synapses and neurons and I will never be able to untangle them, which is my very long way of saying that I looked at this and thought, this is NIS Nin. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, this is one where, uh, my brain synapses very helpfully for many minutes shouted, you know, the one who was with Sartre, um, you know, Jean-Paul Sart, just kept shouting Sart, Sart, Sartre, Sartre at me, um, until I Herculeanly, efforted my way over to doing other things and letting my working memory clear out, by which I mean, you know, get, get ready for the day, get dressed, that kind of thing. Um, and I was like, I know this one, it'll come to me, but I have to let it go until you know that part of the circuit kind of you know extinguishes the signal that says start 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 start, and so I did that, and after a, a little bit of letting it rest, um, Simone de Beauvoir popped into my head, and I did have to do the thing of like, okay, it's really de Beauvoir, it's not Bouvier. You no, know, that was Jackie yeah. Kennedy's <laughs> maiden name. Uh, it's not Fort Belvoir. <laughs> That's the nope. whole other thing. Um, it's de Beauvoir. Um, and so once I kind of solidified that, I was like, yeah, I, you know, she fits all the descriptors here. I think I read something not too long ago in the New Yorker, um, that might've mentioned this memoir specifically. Um, and it sounded like de Beauvoir would be right for that too. Um. And so just kind of by, by letting it all congeal um, a little bit over time, uh, I came out fairly certain that this was Simone de Beauvoir. I just put de Beauvoir for the surname. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, and it was de Beauvoir. Congratulations. Ye. Question six asks us, What restaurant recently revived its Oreo cookie shake because it was in a country music song?
0: Yeah, this is the this song "Fancy Like," um, which I I have not I don't think heard the whole thing of, but I think we've seen at least a snippet of the ad that it was in for Applebee's, because um, it was like I would say around the the New Year or so, around the Super Bowl time, um, you know, so maybe a month or so or so ago, um, this is when it kind of popped that you know. The song got popular and so applebee's went and was like hey let's you know make use of this and um you know brought these things back that are mentioned that are kind of you know just um down to earth let's say delights um from the restaurant that is applebee's um and yeah it's it's just something that i ran across and thought huh that's sort of cute and uh I guess that was enough to kind of bring it all in place. But also, I probably, I think I've been to Applebee's enough times that maybe I would recognize these uh, particular items on its menu. I don't know if I, you know, in isolation, I would pick them out of a lineup. I might see, say, TGI Fridays or something instead. Anyway, I put down Applebee's and was pretty darn sure that was it.
1: Uh, So I knew that it was going to be one of those... Types of restaurants. My first thought was Chili's. Mm. And I thought, well, "The Bourbon Street steak doesn't sound right." And I kind of thought, "Is it? Is it one of those steakhouses like your Longhorns or your Texas mm. Road Heist?" Um, <laughs> and, and and that that didn't really work for me either, just because the Bourbon Street steak thing kind of seemed non-steakhousey. As I thought, the more I thought, of yeah. It. So I went back and I thought Applebee's. Applebee's. Now that. I could swear I heard something about a country song about Applebee's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just, that, that tickled the very specific part of my brain. And I said, yeah, this, that makes sense. And I kind of tried vaguely to think of others. And everything else I was coming up with was like Olive Garden, no. IHOP, no. Nothing, nothing else really, really <laughs> grabbed me as much as Applebee's would. So I said Applebee's.
0: Yes, so that was the correct answer.
1: And afterward, uh, discussing it with some of our other acquaintances, uh, one of them said they basically coin flipped between Applebee's and TGI Friday. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I very similar. And I I thought like, oh man, if I had thought of TGI Friday, I may well have uh, Mm -hmm. done the same thing because there's there's really no difference in my mind. (laughs) between TGI Friday and Applebee's. It's just, it's the same. Any given menu thing, I would think, could be on either one of those. Like Chili's has a little bit, like a little bit more of the Tex-Mex lean to it. You know, there's other ones that have their own niches, but TGI Friday and Applebee's in my brain are the exact same thing. They are Anais Nin and Simone de Beauvoir.
0: (laughs) Yes, and I mean, for my part, I had spent probably a lot more time in TGI's Friday than, um, in, in any Applebee's, uh, just because it used to be kind of like the hangout of the group that I fell in with when I lived in the Washington DC area. Mm -hmm. And they, you know, they had a friend who worked there, get them discounts. And (laughs) I would have absolutely said, Oh yeah, the bourbon street steak and the Oreo cookie shaker. They definitely had those. Mm -hmm. Um, probably have a, a, a booze version of the the shake for that matter because that was a, a popular choice among our group too. Yep. Um but uh, hey speaking of booze though <laughs> you bearded I bearded today. There you go. How about that? Here I'll try to do the thing. you do it? There. you got it. All right. It takes me a sec to get the, the twist off caps, so. yep. <laughs> y'all. Um but well, yeah that's, that's kinda of fun.
1: And if all right, if either of my opponents is a listener They will key in on that one And, and think oh A female artist of some kind George's kryptonite <laughs> And they will three the hell out of that So I expect to mm-hmm. get a 6-5 Especially in the private rundle uh, Where incidentally yesterday I had my first ever Pavano loss Oof lost, Oh that's no fun 5-4 uh, to 5-2 two, no, two
0: to 4-4 four,
1: 4-4 four, f- four? Four, four to 5-2 <laughs> Wow. It must have been because I got four. There you go. That's the minimum you can get on four. It's mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. the only way to have a four-four answer pavano loss. Yeah, I indeed defended very very badly and was defended very very well.
0: So, yeah, I uh, yeah. um I think I lost the main Rundle yesterday and won the private one. Um, I think, but uh, yeah, always nice to. I think this is my. Second beer
1: this season of the yep. season, believe so.
0: Yeah, sounds right. Um, and so if might be, no, was it third? No, I've I've been kind of waiting for it mm-hmm. to finally click for me. Mm-hmm. I think because I've had Pretty a lot sure of fives, quite a lot of fours, um, and the occasional less than that, but um. <laughs> But yeah, no, this was a, a a good set of questions. Very glad that I actually uh, picked Big Air out of the Big Air. Um, <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, other and beyond that, it was fairly well tailored to my strengths. Um, you know, I do certainly with even if question six, I don't know whether that's a food and drink question or a pop music question
1: i would call qualif- i would count it as a pop music question but mm-hmm. i could i could i'm only about two-thirds pop music question because yeah. i without any particular knowledge of the music managed to logic it out <laughs> largely based on mm-hmm. uh, the the dishes involved
0: fair although uh i mean it definitely comes at us through the the lens of pop music mm. so I could see it going either way, um, yep. but yeah, I mean the Lance Armstrong Foundation is kind of also game sport in a way, uh, as is the Olympics one in a certain sense. Um, so well, it,
1: it would be game kind of sport. Nice except well I of. believe every uh, uh, every athletic competition that Lance Armstrong was ever in has been stricken from the record. There's that. So
0: still, still sports adjacent, so I suppose. Technically
1: speaking, he's not an athlete anymore. Mm.
0: That's true, I suppose.
1: Um, Sorry, that's just the Reno in me, (laughs) keeping up to defend Greg LeMond, (laughs) who is still the only American to win the Tour de France.
0: Fair enough. Well, and on that note, uh, that's it for today. Tune in tomorrow for more post-game analysis.
1: Follow us on Twitter at LRNDLG. That's Learned League without the vowels. And remember... Don't forfeit. Don't cheat.